I was working full time at this job and um, my boss was a little crazy. He was, he was really paranoid and kind of, it wasn't a healthy work environment. And he lost it one day and he fired me. He screamed at me. I didn't even do anything. I just walked out from the, from the restroom and he, he, he screamed at me and, and I didn't, I didn't stand there and take it. I yelled back. So he said, well, you're fired. So I went home and that's when I started writing how to kill your boss. Welcome to Steam Scenes, the podcast about... Wait, hold on. Sure, sex is, well, sexy, but it's also sassy and it's silly and it's fun. Hi, I'm El Greco and I write steamy romance. On my podcast, Steam Scenes, I'm joined by my fellow romance authors for some explosive... (laughs) See what I did there? Conversations on writing all the naughty bits. Sit back, relax, and join us for some scintillating conversation on Steam Scenes. Chrissy Daniels joins us today on Steam Scenes. She is the author of the Truck Stop series, Love, How to Kill Your Boss, love that, and the Apotheosis series. Chrissy is a writer by night and a salesman by day. She lives in Seattle with her husband, children, and too many four-legged furry monsters. The only thing she loves more than curling up with a steamy romance novel is cozying up to her desk and writing her own sexy adventures to share with others. Yay, thank God. Welcome, (laughs) Chrissy. Thank you for being here. Thanks. It's great to have you. I'm excited. So am I. So, um, Okay, I guess we'll just get started. Um, when when did you realize you wanted to become a writer? I love this question. I have been writing since I was a little um, to grade school. Since I could write, since I could hold a pencil, I was writing stories. Um, not necessarily romance, but they always had they always had a. a a couple and a happy ending. So I guess maybe it was romance. I think that qualifies. I guess it was, yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I did it. I was just always, always, I had a grade school teacher. I think it was sixth grade. And she encouraged story writing. And she would say, okay, your homework tonight is a a one-page story about uh, playing in the snow. And I'd come come back the next day with a 10-page story. And... (laughs) She was, she was great because she would, um, she would edit them and she would type them out and then type them up, put them up on the board for everybody to read. And, um, she, she was my first like real encouragement, like you should, you should keep doing this. And so I, you know, I didn't take it seriously. I played around with it in, um, high school and junior high. My, I had a girlfriend and, and I, we used to take turns we do the, I don't know if there's a name for this, but you, um, she would write a sentence or a paragraph and then I would write a sentence or a paragraph. Oh yeah. It's, <laughs> and then um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's like shared, right? I, I It has a term, but I can't remember <laughs> yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And we would make up, we would write stories that way and we would do that for hours and they'd go on for days and days and days. I love it. <laughs> so, I, I wish I had some of those still because they were funny. We would get really silly and funny, but um, I never thought, I never, you know, ever considered like, oh, I could write a book. You know, I never, that just never even occurred to me. So. Well, eventually it must have. So like, when did, <laughs> when did you say, wait a minute, maybe I should write a book? Yeah. So I had, when I was, um, I had my children, they were really close together and I was home with them. And I, and that's when I sat down and I was like, you know, I have time to write now. I should just do it for fun. Just sit down. I had a, actually a scene come into my head. And, um, so I just sat down one one day when I was they were having their naps and I just started writing. And then uh, months and months and months and months later, I had a book done and I was, I didn't honestly think I could do it, <laughs> Really, but I did. And it was terrible. It was horrible, horrible, <laughs> you know, cause I didn't, I didn't know anything about, you know, writing and rules and uh, grammar, anything. It was terrible, but um Rebecca Zanetti, are you familiar familiar with her? Who was it again? Rebecca Zanetti? No. Okay. Well, we went to high school together, and she's a New York Times bestseller. She's got like 50 books out right now. Okay. Oh, wow. And after I had finished mine, I um I had just 
discovered that she had um, some books published. And so I read them and they were so good. And so I reached out to her and I was like, okay, I finished a book. What do I do? And she, she was great. She just, you know, told me to join my local RWA chapter and, um, and as many groups as I could. And, um, which I did. And, um, three months later I had a publishing contract. Whoa. So it was kind of crazy. <laughs> That's <laughs> pretty extraordinary. Yeah. Actually. How long ago was this? How, like it's, how, um, I think I signed, I think I reached out to them in 2011 and maybe okay. signed in 2012. And then I think it came out in 2014. A flame did. So, that's pretty extraordinary. And that was your first, like your first one. Yeah, that was my my first one that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't go back and read it, but I mean, it's out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it wasn't so terrible. You know, somebody picked it up. It couldn't have yeah. been that bad. Come on yeah. now. <laughs> no, it was uh, Lyrical Press picked it up. And actually, I loved them. They were great to work with. But uh, Kensington, I think it was Kensington that bought them out, and okay, yeah, but it was, uh, yeah, it was good. And How to Kill Your Boss came shortly after that. I love that title. Oh. I just love the concept <laughs> of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny. I was, um, I was working full time at this job, and um, my boss was a little crazy. He was, he was really paranoid and kind of. It wasn't a healthy work environment and okay. he lost it one day and he fired me. He screamed at me. I didn't even do anything. I just walked out from the, from the restroom and he, he, he screamed at me and, and I didn't, I didn't stand there and take it. I yelled back. So he said, well, you're fired. So I went home and that's when I started writing how to kill your boss oh. <laughs> that same day because <laughs> I just needed to purge. <laughs> so, that's pretty fantastic actually that's how that one started <laughs> so I'm guessing you always knew you were going to write like you've always written romance that was your genre like that was it do you have like what drew you to it mm, I need my happy endings my happily ever afters I can't I I can read a bunch of genres um I I enjoy other genres but I always I get frustrated when there's not a couple, especially when there's a couple in the book and you want them to be together and then they're not, I get so frustrated. So that's why I love the romance genre. I need my happily ever afters. I need to... and, oh God, sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. I just need to, I just like the twilight series was so yeah. frustrating for me because no, you know what? Let's talk about that later. I'll talk about that later. That's the sex part. <gasps> Oh, <laughs> I, I, I'm uh, like, I'm like, I'm, I'm ready. I'm like, yes, yeah. yeah. I've only, I mean, I will disclose. You might have to school me a little bit. I only read the first book. Okay. That was it, and so, and I haven't even watched the movies. Um, oh. When I try and when I ever I try, and I've I've talked about this before, so regular listeners, forgive me. I'm repeating myself. <laughs> um, when I've tried to watch the first movie, every single time I've watched it, I've fallen asleep. Oh. Yeah, it's not super exciting. Within uh, like the first 20 minutes, I'm out. And so it's like, and it's not like it happened the first time. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I was just really tired. Then it happened a second time. And I was like, oh, well, okay, maybe it's not really me. And then I was like, let me try it one more time. Third time, I was like, nope, can't watch this. Yeah, Unless I'm, I'm insomniatic, then yeah. then I should, you know. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> okay, so we'll talk. We'll yeah. we'll hold that. I'm gonna make yeah, we'll a go note. Back to that, Twilight. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was thinking about the sex. Yeah, but uh, I I just need I the romance. I try to read other genres, and I just I I always go back to romance because I just need that um, satisfaction at the end. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, so. clearly you you kind of like your work trends towards that sort of romantic suspense mm -hmm. um and kind of dark which i love me too um and romance. so when you're when you're reading other genres like what do you do you tend towards like darker books yep yeah you i mean okay. <laughs> i'm uh pam godwin is my favorite dark romance writer i don't know if you've read her uh, no but i'm gonna look her up oh for sure. my lord she's so good 
and she's one of those, there's a couple authors, Pam Godwin is one of them, that when I'm stuck in my writing, or I'm just feeling like it's just, you know, sometimes when you're writing that first draft, it's just boring, boring, boring. It's just, and and you don't know what to do or where to go or how to fix it. And so I'll go back and read um, some of her books. And, and it just gets me back into that creative, it gets my creative juices flowing because she's so good. Um, she's just so good with like, you, you get so immersed in her books and the, in the emotions and the, you feel like you're in there. She's so good at just pulling you in and making you, you, you feel it, you smell it, you, you, you know, taste it and you feel for the character. Like, it's just, I don't know. I, I just, her work is so good, but it's dark. And, and what I love about it is it's dark and you're cringing and you're, and you're hating these dark characters, these bad guys, but, but you're also loving them because she writes them so well. <laughs> and then, and then there's always this great twist at the end, but um, yeah, I love dark. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little, little twisted myself, but I, I love the dark romance. I'll read that above anything first, you know, if I have the chance. What is it about the darkness? Do you think that sort of attracts you? I don't know. Maybe because it's a little taboo and I'm, it's a little taboo and I'm not, okay. not on the surface anyway. <laughs> it's my, it's my dark side coming out. I don't know. <laughs> I love that response. It's a little taboo and I'm not. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it just, it just gets me. I mean, there's, I've read some dark romances that are bad. Like they just go too dark and that I don't like, um, you know, the rapey stuff and that kind of thing. But yeah, that's, see, that's where I feel like there's such a delicate line and I would be so afraid to write on it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where you can go a little bit too far in one direction. I mean, I think it also depends on the editor, right? Yeah. I think that helps a lot. Yeah. You know, um, because I've had, um, you know, even just attempting to write an alpha male, right? Mm-hmm. I've had editors come back. Um, actually, one of the editors that I used for my urban fantasies, I tried to work with uh, for one of my romances. And he just was like, slashed the whole thing up <sighs> and was like, this is like, borderline abusive and I'm like well, actually no he's kind of an alpha male like this is like, <laughs> you know what I mean? and I don't think that I write terribly alpha male characters like I don't feel like they're like they're they can be dicks but they're not yeah. like these big time alphas that you really you know so I was yeah. kind of like looking at the notes being like oh maybe I need to find somebody romance specific <laughs> but well, there is a fine line there is and if you're getting an editor that's not um used to especially the darker stuff or the heavier stuff yeah they're not gonna they're not gonna appreciate that I when I'm writing dark when I go into a dark place like I go dark and I always end up having to change it and lighten it up a little bit um but I just let myself go I like to just um get down and dirty and and I know I'm gonna change it later but it's just kind of fun to let that out and put it on paper and and get it out and wow and you know I do it knowing that it's going to probably get changed or cut but yeah I had actually love to see some of those early drafts <laughs> yeah that w- I should go back and read some of those <laughs> you know I mean like put it out there as sort of like you know deleted scene because yeah. I am very curious like you know how do you how how dark can you go and how do you know when to pull back? Um, I'll pull back when <clears throat> I, so I have one. Um, oh, crud. I'm sorry. I can't think of her name. A blogger. <clears throat> she was like my first, um, the first blogger that reviewed a flame and they, that she reached out to me and she was just in love with a flame and um and we became friends and but but when i put out uh uh tango truck stop tango the first one she she couldn't review it 
because um, it touched on some themes, um, abuse, a little bit of abuse, which to me, it was nothing in the book. It would kind of just talked about past abuse and cheating. And, um, and, and because of her uh, life experience, she couldn't read the book. And so I always try to keep her in the back of my mind when I'm doing the dark scenes. Um, and think, oh, is this something she could handle? Is this something she couldn't handle? (laughs) She's kind of my gauge. I know that's a little weird, but I don't want to turn readers off. I mean, if I wanted to market my books as dark romance, then I could really go dark, but I don't know that I want to do that. And I don't know that I am capable of doing that. Like, I, I just don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't, I don't think I've read enough of the genre where I could, you know, where I could even sort of differentiate between like a dark-ish romance mm-hmm. to like a truly dark romance. Yeah. I, I just haven't read enough in that in the genre. Although after reading your truck stop tango series, I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, mine's light compared to the, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't consider it dark. I mean, I touch on some darker themes, but... Right. I wouldn't consider it dark, but so when you sat down to write your, cause I'm assuming I, I'm going to assume, cause I haven't read it, that, that flame was your first book was, it did have some steamy scenes in it, correct? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what was that like writing the first one? <laughs> I, okay. So I'm going to go back to Rebecca Zanetti because when I was reading, I hope she doesn't hear this because when I was reading her books and this is, this was just me being young, being young in the, and stupid. And, uh, I was reading the sex scenes and I was like, Oh my God, I could do so much better than this. These are kind of boring. <laughs> and then when I sat down to try to write them, I was like, Oh my God, this is hard. This sucks. Like, it's hard to write them and write them good and not just, oh, you know, he touched me here. He grabbed me there. He, you know, right. I'm, so wet. I'm just, you know, it's, it's hard to, to put feeling and emotion into it. And it's, they're the hardest things for me to write. And now actually when I'm writing, I just, um, when I'm doing the first draft, I'll just, I'll write the scene and then I'll just put in parentheses, sexy time here. And I'll go back and do all the sex scenes later. Like, cause it slows really? me down. Yeah. I get, it does, stuck. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. get stuck on them and, and it's hard to make it, you know, different than every other one. And, you know, <sighs> but yeah, so my first ones, and there was a, there was a lot of them cause, cause me being again, naive and, not really knowing much about writing and stuff. I, um, I put a lot of, I just, I thought that, Oh, that's what they needed. A lot of sex for me to sell books. So I put a lot of sex in, in a, actually in a, all of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> because I thought that's what I needed to do. Cause right. you know, Right. Um, well, I mean, some books, when you do read the romance, you know, there, some books do have a ton of mm-hmm. sex scenes in them and some not so much. Yeah. Um, and I know with my when I first started writing, I erred on the side of too much. Yeah. And now I feel like I don't put enough in. And I'm always like, OK, where can I add another? Right. I know. And why why do we why do we battle with that? Why can't it just go with like this is how the story is going and it doesn't need it here. It doesn't need it here. But why do we feel like we need to put that in there? You know, if it's not fitting in the story, but I'm the same way. I feel like, Oh, there's not enough sex. People aren't going to keep reading. But yeah, cause I, I do think as much as, as much as it is about the characters and the emotional roller coaster and the ride you take them on and all of that. I mean, I do think that people enjoy reading those mm-hmm. moments, you yeah. know? And I think, you know, and I don't think that it's necessarily the, pornographic aspect Mm -hmm. so much as it is the emotional um the emotional aspect I mean I'm just sort of very curious to sort of see what part of our brains get kind of turned on excuse Mm me yeah (laughs) from reading something pleasurable like that like do we have what's that sort of experience going on neurologically for us because there's got to be something oh I'm sure there is yeah that's I mean, and I'm sure there's probably studies out there about it. We should probably find out. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that today when we're done. I'll do some research. 
<laughs> well, you're the first but... one I'm telling. Like this is coming. I'm coming out of the closet. I'm actually going to school to study this. Oh, you are. I'm going oh, back to gosh. school so that I can write better sex scenes. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I'm going through a relationship. Um, uh, well, ba- basically, like a s- how to be a sex coach class. I mean, uh-huh. like just like, but it's more really more about relationship relationships and intimacy coaching and stuff like that. And it's <laughs> not something I necessarily want to do, but I just was like, as a writer, I was like, you know, a romance writer in particular. I was like, this is kind of fascinating. Yeah, and wow, how how smart is that to to do that? Like, oh, well, thank you. I'm being <laughs> now. See, now I'm gonna have to go read your your sex scenes before and after. I'm very curious what's going to happen to them. Yeah. Absolutely. The before yeah. and after. I mean, at the very least, I hope I get more positions. <laughs> Are you like that? Do you like read and you're like, oh my God, did I just do missionary again? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it's tough coming up with new stuff. <laughs> Let's see. They did it on the stairs last time. They did it in the shower. <laughs> they did it on the kitchen counter. Where else can we go? <laughs> yeah, so since not. you since you leave them, right? Um, and I love that you do. And I wish that I could, but I always feel like, and this slows me down. Like I, I am so slow when I, I can bang out a thousand words in like two hours, an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. But when I get to that intimate scene, like I'm done for the day. Like you're, you're just gonna, I'll get 300 words if I'm lucky. Yeah. I'm the same way. So yeah. like, since you save yours to the end, mm-hmm. does that, do you find that that like you're just able to churn and burn it out like how do you or no. do you have to like separate it like on like I gotta do this and then move on do this and then walk away like um, how do you do it um so okay so sometimes if the scene's right and my mood's right I can do it like you know but like you said I I do a sex scene and I'm kind of done but what you know what I found that works best for me as if I get, if I, um, you know, I go back to one that I had skipped, I knew I need to put one in there. Um, by that time, I kind of know the characters a little better and their background. Like my first draft, my characters are pretty, pretty basic. There's not too much, uh, too many layers there, but then, okay. you know, by the second or third time I go through, then they've got more layers and they've got reasons for why they're doing this and that. And, um, so then there's more feeling involved and motivation. And so, that helps me. But, um, you know what I'll do? I'll sit in the dark or I'll close my eyes and I just start typing. Like I, d- I find that if I'm staring at the, at the screen and trying to write it, I can't do it. So I just mm-hmm. close my eyes and start typing and just whatever comes out, comes out. A lot of times I change it. Sometimes it's really good and I just have to fix a few things, but, mm-hmm. um, that's what works for me. I don't know why it works, but it does. And just closing my eyes. I don't know why. <laughs> and then a that lot of times I'll find that my key, my fingers were on the wrong keys. And so <laughs> nothing I typed made sense. And then I have to start over. <laughs> that was kind of what I was in the back of my head going, oh man, I wouldn't even be able to read what I wrote if I did that. <laughs> it's happened. I've done that quite a few times. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I don't know if it's because I can get more emotion that way when I just blocked out everything around me. But one writer um, that I spoke that I interviewed for the podcast, she this was really cool. And I need to sort of do it is she figured out early on, like what her characters smelled like, the, like she gives them like a signature scent uh-huh. and then she'll go out and get something that is like a fragrance or a body lotion or a soap. That is there's and so when she when it comes to writing the steamy scenes, she will like pick that up and smell it and sort of have that sort of as as kind of a trigger for her to like really like get into it. Yeah, that's a good idea. I never thought about that. Yeah, I was like, that's cool, and I need to sort and I need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'll have to try that too. <laughs> so, so 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 like when you guys see me at CVS. In the soap yeah. section with my nose pressed, <laughs> my, my masked nose pressed to the soap. You know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's good. <laughs> so, okay. So you write these dark, really 
great. I mean, I have to say that truck stop series, man, I was like, I started reading it. And I was like, holy shit, this is so good. <laughs> so good. I, I was, I like was so in it. I was so absolutely in it. And I was just like, this is a great story. Um, Aww, thanks. And I love the, I love where, I love the setting. I love the way you paint the setting. Um, the characters are phenomenal. I, I mean, it's just, it was just such a great, like, triggered like all the good buttons in me and I was like this is a really really great read and I'm guessing you don't come from that world (laughs) I mean I could be wrong but I'm just throwing that out there um I based it I based it off my hometown um okay Whisper Springs um but I didn't call it I grew up in Coeur d'Alene Idaho and but there's actually a lot of um a lot of authors that yes. write about Coeur d'Alene and Joanna I didn't wild. Yes. And Oh my yes. God. She is my, Love one of my stuff. top five faves. Why did she stop writing? Um, I know why, but I don't know that I can say. <laughs> okay. never. Mind. Okay. I'm I sorry. She, I don't know that she's done. Um, I don't okay. know her personally, but uh, we have some uh, mutual friends. Um, but yeah, she's, I don't know that she's done writing but uh she's just paused yeah oh my god i hope i love that series i hope she's coming back because that woman and and you know we were going to talk about favorite sex scenes like yeah all of hers are my favorites she yes she is really good at it (laughs) (laughs) i agree completely yeah 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 and i guess yeah her her work is pretty dark but i never felt like it was that dark and I think maybe because she does intersperse a lot of humor in her books as well yeah she does yeah Yeah. like she's able to put that in um but yeah it's it's um she's fantastic so what was it like growing up there oh my gosh well it's a small it was a small town it's grown a lot um it was you know I was I grew up in the 70s and 80s and so it and, and and I'll be honest I was kind of in a I kind of lived in La La Land. I was one of those little girls that grew up dreaming about marrying a guy and being a happy wife forever. Like I didn't, I didn't care about school. I didn't care about (laughs) what was going on in the world. You know, I was kind of, I don't know. I I was kind of living in a fantasy world, I think, but, and I was super shy. So I I didn't, anyway, the town, it was great. It was a great place to grow up. I wish I could have raised my kids there, honestly, but, um, is it's uh it was pretty when I was growing up it was um there was like one two black kids in our high school um it it was pretty predominantly white and um you know I in a truck stop uh titan no sorry truck stop tempest um I deal with the white supremacy a little bit okay and and that was there was a group in Coeur d'Alene when I was growing up um, that I kind of based that off of because okay. as, a, as a young child, uh, they were there and it was kind of scary for me growing up watching them. And I had friends that they harassed and scared. And um, anyway, so that's kind of how that came about in um, Tempest, Truck Stop Tempest. That's really pretty but fascinating that you grew it, up there because I had heard that it that area is absolutely beautiful it's so beautiful and I was on the lake like I spent my summers on the lake it at the beach um we didn't have a boat ourselves but all my friends had boats so we were I was either out on the boat with my friends or I was on the beach all summer long and that's what I I don't like about Seattle you can't do that here you know my kids (laughs) never my kids didn't learn how to swim you know out in the lake they I had to take them to a swimming pool. And, <laughs> yep, you you know. go to the Y. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I did hear like, it's absolutely beautiful. And that, but then there's also that undercurrent of, um, of tension. And it's apparently become kind of strange from what I had read, because there's a lot of wealth from places like Seattle that come there to, for like vacation homes. Yeah. Seattle, California. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of wealth over there. Um, yeah, and okay. kind of Tango and his dad are kind of based on um, a family there in Coeur d'Alene. <laughs> okay, all right. Because I was kind of curious where the inspiration, knowing that you lived in Seattle, where the inspiration for this kind of small, 
truck stoppy town, you know, yeah. kind of came from. So this yeah. is super fascinating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, his family is based on the the family that pretty much owned the town when I was growing up. I'm not sure how it is right now. I I don't get home very often anymore, but yeah. So um, so do you have a moment? I guess when we're talking about that favorite steamy moment in literature, I'm guessing you were going to pick it from Joanna's book. <laughs> I was actually. Which one? <laughs> um, you know, I wish I would have. I would have looked it up before we started, but I, and I don't remember which book it is. But it's the scene, um, and I think it's at the beginning of one of the books. And oh gosh, I he's he's doing he's doing her doggy style and he's trying to do anal and she's she's uh young and her dad her dad kind of made her go in with the club and be a club whore and uh, oh was that from silver bastards i can't maybe it is i think that was the first silver bastards and i wish i would have looked it up before we started but i i didn't and um but I just, I love it because here he is this big guy and he's, you know, this big biker dude and he's trying to, you know, just get his rocks off and he doesn't realize what she's going through, you know, right. <laughs> and, and, um, I just love it. I love how she writes the sex scenes cause they're so, they're gritty and they're real and it's, you know, um, not, you know, every time you know, the girl has sex, she's having an orgasm or, you know, especially the virgins, you know, she's just really real and raw. And I love that. I yeah. love how she, and I actually, uh, we were at a conference and she did a, she did a talk on, on, um, writing sex scenes. Oh, which was really, really fun. And, uh, she, there's a book. Oh gosh. I'm sorry. I didn't write this stuff down. I should have, but no, it's okay. She recommended a book that she uses that's, uh, you know, about sex and um, to help her write her scenes. But Oh, if I you think of love, it, I love can you email it to me? Yeah, I, I, actually, I actually messaged her a couple years later and asked her to remind me what the book was. And I, I don't know if I ever ended up buying it or not, but I'll find it and I'll send it to you. That'd be great. I'm very <laughs> curious what she recommends. But, yeah, I just love how real her scenes are. Yeah, they're yeah. just gritty and real. And that's another thing with Pam Godwin, too. Um, her sex scenes are really, they're not all, you know, uh, pretty and fluffy. And um, she the, the emotion that goes into it, and it's not always pretty. And it, yeah. it's sometimes coming from an ugly, an ugly point, an ugly side. But um, you feel it. Like, you feel it. It's yeah. not always good, but it's always right for whatever the scene is. Right. I'm always so nervous to write those. Like, I've got one in my work in progress that I'm working on. And it's sort of like, after it's done, the heroine just sort of says, well, now that we got that out of our systems, kind of washes her hands of it. <laughs> and, I'm, and, I'm, and I keep looking at that scene and I'm like, I don't know if I can get away with this. I don't know, you know, and I mean, I don't write really, I mean, my stuff is edgy, but it's not dark by any stretch of the uh -huh. imagination. It's really not, um, I guess, angsty is the word, mm -hmm. um, you know, not edgy, angsty. Um, <laughs> and I wonder, like, can I get away with that? Can I get away with her saying that and feeling that and not having, although that's more like the lie she tells herself, right? Because there's yeah. definitely an intimate connection there between her and, and the hero. yeah. Yeah, I think, you know what, if it fits the character, you definitely can get away with it. If it fits the character in the scene. But, you know, maybe maybe you have to let the audience know a little bit that that's just her covering up for something or whatever. Right. Fooling right. herself. I don't know. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> the one I'm writing right now um, is the is tough too. I'm having a really hard time deciding if I want to put the sex scenes in or not, because the couple is, uh, their neighbors and, and I want, and they had like a one night stand, but they keep coming back to it. And I was like, how much of this can I get away with before the people are like, knock it off. You guys either get together or stop having sex, you know? <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it, right? That's the balance that we're trying to find that can be really hard. Yeah. And see, my, I think a lot of my hang up is, is I grew up really naive. Um, And, and even now I'm still really naive about sex and, and how much sex people are having in real life. And like, I hear things at the day job and like people, (laughs) I'll go out with the girls and they'll be like, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so are, are they're they're doing it. And I was like, what? You know, like they work together. How can they do that? <laughs> you know, that's me. <laughs> and um and I'm and you know, my kids will would would come home, they're all out of school now, but they would come home from school and tell me about stuff that happened at school in the bathroom. And I was like, What? People do that in high school? You know, it was for me. I saw like I'm really naive. So it's that's kind of where my challenge is writing sex scenes. Like how, you know, I, 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 I always start out with the woman being this timid little, uh, you know, creature that's, Oh yeah, go ahead and kiss me. You know, <laughs> like, um, I, it's hard for me. Like I really had to force myself to make the women strong and, and uh, sexy and, Cause I'm not like that. So it's really a challenge for me. <laughs> well, it's funny that you said that because I was like sort of going, well, wait, your female characters are very strong. I mean, <laughs> it's hard for me, but it's fun. Like, um, Ada in, um, Trist, truck stop Trist. She mm-hmm. was my favorite character to write female characters, right? Because I, she's so totally not what I am. You know, she's total opposite of me. And so she was my favorite to write. Cause she's just, you know, badass and she loves sex and she's not afraid to admit it. So that's so, that's so cool. Okay. So we should probably dive into some of these steamy scenes. Now you sent me two from truck stock tempest, which is the first, the first book. No, no, it's the third book. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's the third book. And, um, we have our two characters, Thule. Thule. Tuli and Tito. Tito, yeah. Um, and I, you sent me, I wanted, I reversed the order that you sent me um, Tito's first and then Tuli's. Is it okay if I, it'll make sense still if I reverse the order of these, right? Oh, I don't, I don't know if they're even the same. I, honestly, I can't I don't remember. think they're the same. They're they're, I don't think they're from the same moment. So. Yeah, I don't think so. All right, cool. So I just wanted to make sure that there wasn't like a reason that you like put them together that way because I kind of wanted to read Tuli first okay. before jumping into Tito because there's the way that you it's talking about writing male point of view and female point mm-hmm. of view um and I think you do male point of view so so well and it's not something that I do although I'm trying to uh-huh. it's fun um, but I'm like yeah like, <laughs> I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying so hard to, you know, do it on the side for fun. If you never put it in, (laughs) you know, tried. (laughs) Okay. So, um, oh my God, this, it deleted my notes. Oh my God. When I moved it around, it deleted my notes. Now I'm like, oh shoot. Well, okay. So I'm going to do this a little bit on the fly. (laughs) All right. Bear with me. When I moved things around, it actually ended up because I was, I made my notes and then I was like, oh, well, you know what? I want to read about, and before, so I don't forget, I was like, let me reorder this. And when I reordered it, it took all of my notes away. Oh, no. Yeah. That's, oh my God. Okay. (laughs) All right. We're good. Okay. All right. So here's the first bit and we're in uh, Thule's point of view right now. I stroked him from base to tip again and again, high off the thrill the anticipation, the desire rolling and building inside me. My bruised body ached with new cause, my wounded spirit warming and healing under the sound of his moans, his lustful breaths, his greedy lips. Wounded, battered, weak Thule didn't exist in Tito's embrace, her fragile shell replaced with, with that of a woman wanted, a woman cherished, a woman worthy, unbreakable in the arms of a man like Tito. I loved this. <laughs> Like I, 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 <laughs> I loved this. Okay. So 
What's going on here? What what is what has led up to this scene? So I think uh, Tuli had so she's she escaped from um, a white supremacy. Um, okay. Her father had done an arranged marriage, kind of, and she had just um, escaped an attack. I think from uh, her the guy that she was supposed to marry. Um, was trying to get her back and I think she fought him off. And so Tito was, was out of town, but he just got back. If I remember uh, right. Sorry. That's um, okay. And what was their relationship beforehand? Were they Tito and Tuli? Were they, did, did they just me? Are they like, where, where are, what's their relationship? So there's, <clears throat> there's, uh, she's <clears throat> liked him from the get go um he's he's uh he's dark and rough and gruff and he likes her too but he's afraid of commitment afraid of hurting her you know he sees her as this pure white soul and he's gonna ruin her if if he's with her but um you know they're they're you know obviously super attracted to each other they've had they've had sex before this point um i believe but uh, yeah, they have. Sorry. And <laughs> anyway, she's just she just grew up thinking she was born to be bred, born to be married and not enjoy sex or love or anything like she grew up in this. Her father was the leader of a um, white supremacy group and and her job was to make babies for them right. and and marry this guy that's going to take over the take over someday. So. Um, she's kind of opening up and realizing, Hey, I can, I can have feelings and emotions and I can enjoy this and I can, um, you know, I, I, I can feel wanted and loved. And that's her kind of like, uh, just, um, coming out of her shell. Yeah. yeah. With Tito. I mean, I just kind of loved how the act of sex builds her up just being with him, mm-hmm. you know, where she's saying, you know, wounded, battered, weak, Tui didn't exist with him. Like mm-hmm. he, and it's sort of like his ability to kind of tease that, like it exists in her, mm-hmm. but he's got the ability to sort of tease that out of her. Yeah. And he's able to do that through this sort of physical, the, the physical moments. Between yeah. Them. And yeah, he does through those because he gives her power which I love because she was taught, you don't, you don't talk back to the men and you don't talk back to men. You, you do what they say, you know? And right. so he doesn't, he, I think he realizes that and he's really good of, at, good at, you know, not letting her, her be that weak woman, like that looks down to the ground when a man approaches her, which is what she was taught to do. So, yeah, I love that. I love that about them as a couple. He doesn't let her do that. Yeah. Okay. This was, I mean, this was just, here's another sort of like amazing moment. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I love this book. (laughs) He slid a hand down my waist across my hip and lower still until he cupped my sex, applying pressure on the sensitive nub. He toyed, brushing soft strokes across my folds, teasing the entrance rubbing slow circles with his palm, all the while suckling my breast in slow, aching pulls. I tried to watch, entranced with the thrills of each carved muscle on his, in his chest, shoulders, and arms, the heavy-lidded gaze of his eyes, the contrast of his large frame over my slight build. I tried to watch, but the pleasure slammed through me like a crashing wave, and I threw my head into the mattress, arching against his mouth, his hands, his heat. I fisted the sheets at my sides, bucking and trembling under the overload of emotion. His ministrations traveled down my torso, marking every inch of skin as he promised with lips and touches and nibbles and raspy exhales. Oh God, he was undoing me inch by inch. Okay, see, this doesn't read like you struggle at all with these scenes because this is effortless. Like I am just like, how does she write this? It's so beautiful, you know. <laughs> well, and I'm not even thinking like, what position are they in? How do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 
I yeah, it's hard. I try not to think about the position. <laughs> I, I try to think about what's going on in their head more than anything. Um, and and before that scene, he had told her he's he's like because because the other guy had touched her. He was like, I'm you know I'm gonna wipe, I'm gonna you know wipe every memory or, or touch from him off of you, you know. So um, yeah, I just. That's this is another I close my eyes and just go moment. <laughs> right, right. I mean, when you close your eyes and you can like, I'm forgive me if I'm going like TMI. Is it playing like a movie in your head? Like, how do you kind of kind okay? Yeah, right. kind of like a movie. I I do. <clears throat> I close my eyes and I feel like I'm. I just try to be in the scene and and like what what I would what you know where she's coming from. How would she react to this or that? Um, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I just. Yeah, you're right. It is kind of. I never really thought of it like that, but I kind of. It's kind of plays like a movie in my head, and I just try to type it out. <clears throat> because the one thing that I'm sort of hyper aware of when I was, you know, reading through your work, it is definitely how there, the the emotional aspect is intertwined with the physical always. And so, you know, like, like, and it's something that I'm sort of trying to force myself to do more because sometimes it feels like, okay, here's the, here's, here's the sex and now here's the emotion and twining to, it makes it so beautiful and powerful. And like you said, you're not thinking about, are we still in missionary position? Is this, are we standing? Like, you know, you're not thinking about the positions. You're just thinking about this beautiful moment. I know. Yeah. See, for me, that's so much more um, exciting to read than just the actual um, physical parts. Right. right. I find myself now when I'm reading books, skipping over the physical sex parts. I, I, unless it's, you know, a really emotional thing, I don't, I get bored with it now because it's just, you know, there's so much of it and you do get bored of the same old thing over and over. So I try to get more emotion in there and I feel like that's important, you know, unless the scene calls for them just having like a quickie with no emotion, they're just doing a quickie to get it done or something, you know? Right. Right. No, I think that that's a great point because more and more I'm sort of like, you know, I'm just kind of like like a lurker in reader groups on Facebook and stuff. (laughs) And, and a lot of, I'm seeing more and more readers saying they're just skipping over the yeah. sex scenes and that's you know and that's where you go oh interesting I wonder why yeah um okay so this is just um two little bits they kind of are close to each other but they don't go together but I thought that I'm just going to read them together because like they're like the first one is so short they're both so short so <laughs> okay the world stopped spinning when our eyes met He'd never looked so beautiful, cheeks flushed, lips parted, eyes dreamy and drinking me in. (laughs) Okay, now I'm jumping down a bit. Still (laughs) chuckling, Tito rolled the condom on and sunk into me, filling me with heat and pleasure and gentle bliss. I melted into the bed, absorbing his thrust, soaking up his kisses, getting lost in the way he loved me with his body. Oh, (laughs) love me with his body. See, that to me is the essence of of a sex scene of an intimate scene of what we should be writing like all the time uh-huh. is the way that these people are loving each other with their bodies I was like oh my god she hit it in this one sentence she hit it <laughs> well yeah and I, that's important in that book because Tito can't actually say he loves her he can't say it but he does everything he can to show her so that was, yeah I yeah it was so beautiful like you know, and her sort of also talking about how he'd never looked so beautiful and what he looked like to, through her eyes, mm-hmm. um, which I never quite thought about, like that part of it. And then she's, you know, and how much that leads to that feeling mm-hmm. of that sort of almost overwhelming feeling. Yeah. So I just thought this was beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> And then we get to Tito <laughs> and not like this. And, and like, it's, this was so cool. Um, how the, how you wrote the male point of view, how you wrote the female point of view. It, it is like the two 
you, it's so different in terms of the writing and the style. Um, and it works so well. And I, and it's like, I'm just like, man, <laughs> do that because like I said I'm trying to write the dude and it's so hard so friggin' hard so okay it's hard but you it's yeah so you hard. gotta be you know but men and women talk different and they think different and that's why I try to remind myself when I'm doing the male point of view okay let me read this bit it's um <clears throat> it's a bit long but let me so bear with me okay she smelled like bleach and french fries tasted like minty lip balm Damn, I wanted to ravage and dirty her, clean her up, then start all over again. I broke the lip lock, then moved down to her ear, her neck licking, biting, and marking that salty skin. Her fingers curled into my hair, pulling tight. I grabbed her hips, yanking her harder against me, grinding my erection against that perfect spot between her legs. A ridiculous, sexy noise rose from her throat, setting me on fire. In the car, now, or I'm taking you right here for the world to see. Tuli leaned back on, on her arms, chest heaving, lips swollen, taking me in, my eyes, my scar, my chest. When she raised her gaze again to mine, she mumbled, yeah, hell, why not, and pushed me away. That damn little bunny opened my car door, crawled behind the passenger seat, kicked off her shoes, then shimmied out of her khakis. Fuck yes. I wiped the moisture off my mouth with the back of my hand. The seat of my Mustang was cramped as hell, but I managed to sit and work my jeans down my hips. The second my cock sprang free, that feisty little bunny straddled me. She grabbed the back of the seat, lifted her ass, and slid that slick, tight pussy down the length of me. What? Okay, so I thought it was like the language, the words used, the rhythm of the language, like all put me right into his head. And so different yeah, from her. So different. <laughs> yeah, well... I feel like it has to be that way because men don't get all flowery and, you know, they're men just don't talk or think like that. You know, they're right. more like, just get the job done. You know, like, yeah, this is, we're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, we're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. So, and, you know, this scene is, is a good one. It's one of my favorites because, um, she's kind of trying to get him to open up to him more and he won't. And she, she told him he needs to, but <clears throat> he's thinking we're going to have sex. Everything will be fine, but you know, obviously not. You'll see after the end of the sex scene, but um, yeah, I just, I really, I don't, I have to write them different. I just, I hate reading books and the men and women talk the same and, and think the same and, I just, you know, men are, it's that they're different. We're too different. And yeah. I try to make it as, as real as I can, or as how I see men and how they talk and how they act and, you know, what they're thinking about. <laughs> so I guess, I guess too, again, which it's that balance though, right? Because if you put them so far over the edge, like, I guess what sort of grabbed me is that he's able to be, who he is in terms of that sort of like maybe not so sensitive you know um you know have but yet he you still get that he really cares about her yeah you know and so I think managing that balance is really tricky and you do it really really well <laughs> thanks I try <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, what? How? You know, um, and I, I, I'm like, how? How is she doing this? It's really extraordinary. <laughs> and like, particularly, okay, so last little bit, particularly right here, um, this jumped out at me. I'd been so wrong. That girl wasn't a timid little bunny. She wasn't a beast either. She was a tempest, a fucking force of nature, coming in slow and steady, surprising, refreshing, caressing me with her brisk wind then striking hard with everything she had, tearing my world apart from the roots and leaving me in total devastation. Whoa. <laughs> so, like so much more. I mean, if you, you know, if you were questioning if it was more than a physical thing before, like, no, yeah. laid bare right here. Yeah. In this sort of very masculine Tito way. Yeah. 
how the hell do you capture that? I oh I God. had fun with that scene. I because I wanted him to suffer because you know he wasn't opening up to her, and so she told him, <clears throat> "You got to open up to me, or or there's nothing." <clears throat> and um, nobody's really talked to Tito like that before. You know, everybody's kind of scared of him, and and so it was hard for him to hear. So I needed, you know, he needed to be ripped open a little bit and laid bare. How do you get into the male head space when you're, when you're writing? Like, how do you do that? I do a many, many drafts and many, many rewrites. And <laughs> like that scene, I probably, I probably rewrote that scene a hundred times. I just, I just try to, think the way a man would think I guess I don't know I I go back to my husband a lot and the just the way he talks and reacts to things and um I don't know I don't know how I do it I just do it and it's <laughs> you just do it <laughs> not easy. I, I mean I take I'm not one of those people that can push out a book every three months you know it takes me right. a good year six months yeah. to a year to get the first draft down and then and then I do a lot of revising and rewriting and um I don't know it's I just really try to put my my head in the male point of view and I, I pay attention like I pay attention a lot to way, the way men talk and talk about women and when they think nobody's listening and um, I, that's one thing I love about that. I still have a day job to go to and I'm surrounded by men in this office and I'm just listening to them all day long. And it's kind of funny just the way you hear them talking and then you wait, the women are talking. So I pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. But, I guess, um, that's, you know, I, cause I've, I think it's interesting that they, cause I found like if women walk in the conversation shifts. Yeah. So I'm sort of surprised that you're able to kind of be that fly on the wall, maybe because it's at work and they don't think about it. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, even my husband, I love him and he's always got his buddies over. So I just, I do a lot of listening. Oh. <laughs> a lot of studying. <laughs> a lot of creeping up on the door. <laughs> or, you know, even when we're all out at the bar or whatever, you know. Yeah, but I've like I've been out with my husband's friends and and they kind of clam up. Oh, my husband's not like that. <laughs> All right, like the guys kind of clam we should, up. I should we should thank him for the male point of view scenes because he's he he he'll say what he feels and you know a lot of his friends are the same way. So <laughs> yeah, no, they clam up. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm in New England and everybody kind of clams up here. <laughs> like what we do we just sort of, you know <laughs> stiff up our lip like you know like we're still British or something yeah <laughs> maybe oh, I love it so no this was um so so gorgeous and I know like from reading through the series the other thing that really jumped out at me is that the men also sound different from one another too like, uh, like I'm thinking of one author in particular who shall not be named because I love her. I love her books, mm -hmm. but I always feel like when she's in that male point of view, the guys are pretty interchangeable and I could drop one guy into another book and like sort of swap out the heroes uh -huh. and there wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah. And, and I feel like your heroes are all very differentiated. I try to do that. I try to think about like their, um, background their education how they grew up like for um um Dane for example you know he grew up living in a trailer with a biker gang surrounding him and they're all pretty uneducated and um his dad's a psychopath and you know so I tried to I tr and I, I try to think about okay I don't want to say anything bad about the town I grew up in but they're they talk different than we do here in Seattle and right. um and I just try to I pull on memories of 
people grow like grew up with and how they talked and how they were raised and how they grew up and um so yeah for like Dane I I wrote him different he was easy to write different just because he he uh he had a different experience right, right. um you know, and Tango grew up, he was the golden boy, rich boy. So I had to write him a little different. And he had Spanish speaking parents and, you know, nannies. And uh, he grew up with Tito, but Tito grew up in New York. And so he had a different experience. And I tried to, I, I try, it's hard. <laughs> Oh, well, I think that that's also like super interesting too, because I was like, you know, when you're writing characters, like, like in a series, right, this, this has been my kind of struggle is that so far, the guys, and even to a degree, the women too, their experiences and their life experiences are all pretty similar. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, like, for example, like the first two in the series, I've got sisters and I've got brothers. And so their experiences are all pretty similar. Mm -hmm. And so it became a bit of a struggle to make sure that the voices are being differentiated, Yeah, you know, so that it's clear that the voices are not the same for the other, you know, for the other ones. But because I was writing female point of view, it was more, you know, it was definitely more urgent that the women that the women don't sound the same uh -huh. um you know certainly but still even writing the conversations like i had to make sure that one brother didn't sound exactly like the other you know, yep. <laughs> you know? It's, tough. it's tough i mean i i try to like have a motivation in the back of my head for like um so, so with tito um what made it a little what made it easy for me with him to do just a simple change that made a big difference. I felt like was um, instead of saying fucking, he says fucking because I, I didn't want to really write a New York accent necessarily, right. but, right. but I, I, to the reader, it would sound like fucking instead of fucking, you know, right. if right. that makes sense. So yes, I don't know if you, if, if you picked up on it, we're reading Tito's story, but he does. It's always the I N instead of I N G. So just little things like that can make a huge difference. You know, it's funny that because I didn't pick up on that, but you're right because it didn't, or, or consciously I didn't pick up on it, but it became that sort of staccato, the rhythm of his voice yeah. versus fucking, you know, yeah. um, which is super interesting. Like even something that small, that tiny, I'm totally stealing that tip. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes a big difference in even when you're writing the character, you're think you know, you you're thinking differently than already just yeah. from that one little change. Right, right. Yeah. Oh my god, this has been so cool. <laughs> it's been such a treat. So, um, where can readers find you? Where do you live online? Online. Well, I'm at ChrissyDaniels.com. Um, I Instagram. You know, I gotta pull up my Instagram because I don't know what my thing is. <laughs> Chrissy Daniels books. I've got it for you. <laughs> Do you mind telling the readers, the, the listeners where to find me? <laughs> I should have Do you do you prefer one way over the other? Um I've got I this will be in the show notes. Um all of your all of your locations. Oh, that's fine then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I don't All right, know so that'll be in the show notes. I should, I should know them by heart, but I don't. And I know that um Love was your most recent release. When did that come out? Um, and that just came out in, um, holy crud, September. Wow. Okay. Uh, it's All not right. Very, it's pretty new. You know what? I it is pretty that new. Because I don't even know. This is terrible. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'm going to look it up right now because it's going to bug me. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, that just came out and that one's a little lighter on the sex. There's some sex in there, but, um, I, I actually had to go lighter on this one with the sex because of the storyline and, um, the couple doesn't really get together till halfway through. Right. 
So that was a fun challenge too, trying to figure out when they could have sex and trying to make that their sexual tension without actually having sex. But oh, June thirtieth. That. that came out on June thirtieth. Oh, okay. So it's a. I mean, it's been out. It's definitely less than a yeah. year, though. It's been out a few yeah. months. Yeah. Does this tie in at all to Truck Stop? Uh, yeah. At the end, there uh, some of the Truck Stop characters show up. Okay. Yeah. I, I was curious about that. Um, yeah, it's not connected. Gonna... It's not connected, but I just had fun kind of throwing them in there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love revisiting. I'm sort of like, you know, how can I? If I'm, I'm, I'm actually thinking about writing a second series that's going to spin off of my LA Rockstar series. Uh-huh. So, and so you can have like the, the, the kind of like Joanna did with, um, reapers and silver bastards where they will coincide sometimes even though they're their own in their own worlds right it's so much fun when they do yeah yeah i absolutely love that when series do that it's like one of my favorite things i feel like i need to go back and read all her books now i know me too i was just thinking that i was absolutely just thinking that i was like i think it's time to give joanna a (laughs) reread definitely so Chrissy, thank you so much for doing this. Um, it was been yeah. an absolute pleasure. And please, next time you have a, a new release, like give me a holler so that we can talk about it. Okay. Thanks so much. This was fun. I'm going to go check out your books now. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Sign up to get email alerts when a new one goes live at lgreco.rocks. And don't forget to five star us on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening. See you next time.